This episode of the Lawyer Lifestyle Podcast features session 12 of the Lawyer's Emotional Intelligence Book Club, which occurred on Periscope instead of Facebook Live as there was a massive Facebook outage on March 13th of 2019. This gave me a great opportunity to discuss how emotional intelligence helps with challenging circumstances, especially how to adapt to and embrace change. We also talked about social media, lawyer depression, and the law, and being a lawyer more generally. Usually, the Lawyer's Emotional Intelligence Book Club is led uh, by me, attorney uh, Dave Scriven-Young, and you can join live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time at facebook.com slash lawyerseq. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast. What's going on here is the Lawyer's Emotional Intelligence Book Club, uh, which typically happens on Facebook Live. Um, and of course, Facebook is down. And uh, the reason why I wanted to come on and talk to y'all, um, even though we're typically not on Periscope, is that today's book, of course, was going to be um, Who Moved My Cheese, which is all about adapting to change. And so I thought it would be interesting to have just a brief discussion about uh, how you adapt to change on a day like this. Um, sorry about the light, guys. I typically do not post on my phone. Um, and so sorry about that really bright light. But yeah, so, um, so w welcome everybody. Um, I don't know, you know, typically this is not my audience, but it's, uh, good to see y'all, uh, just for, just for some background. Uh, my name is uh, Dave Scriven-Young. Um, I'm an attorney in Chicago, Illinois. And one of my uh, biggest, uh, one of the biggest things that I do is I teach lawyers uh, business development skills, and I tie that in with an emotional intelligence uh, point of view. And emotional intelligence, for those of you who don't know, is essentially, it's much different than your IQ, which is your intelligence quotient. Um, EQ, which is your emotional intelligence, basically looks at two different things. It looks at how you manage your own emotions, and it also looks at how, you're, how you uh, manage the emotions of others. So, in other words, how you allow or don't allow other people's moods um, and emotions to um, affect you. And so uh, what I thought I would just talk to you today briefly about, since we're not going to have our normal, uh, fulsome book discussion, uh, but I did want to talk to you about, um, you know, how you go about, you know, adapting to change on a day like this. And, you know, um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's been, you know, talking like this and for a long time, and actually um, his team... Uh, had had a very interesting post uh, today when um, he's essentially talking about, you know, you don't want to rely on one platform, which, of course, uh, that's, that's what I do uh, because I typically don't have a really big audience at this point, and I'm just, I'm relying on some basic, very rudimentary um, uh, pieces of technology to run this group. Um, hope, I'm hoping the audience will grow, and of course, um, uh, then you know I can invest some more time and some more money into 
you know, putting together, um, you know, a real, you know, studio, have a real camera with, you know, several different platforms and all of that kind of stuff, which of course, you know, at this point I'm not going to do with a very small audience. But it's interesting because, um, you know, a day like today, how do I personally adapt to the change? Because the change is, you know, it's very. it should have been a very typical uh, Wednesday evening. I come in uh, to the home, home office and I'm, um, you know, uh, turning on my computer, going to my Facebook page, which, by the way, is uh, facebook.com slash lawyers EQ. When Facebook goes back up, Please uh, follow the page. Um, we have a great discussion every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central. But anyway, how, how do I go about adapting to change on a day like this? Well, uh, the great thing about emotional intelligence is that I basically have the ability to um, I have the ability to respond in whatever way that I think is appropriate. So there's kind of a, a wide range of ways that I could respond, right? I could get very angry um, and, you know, get all upset and maybe, uh, you know, delete my Facebook page or um, get on and, um, you know, type something very offensive on Twitter about Facebook and how they're ruining, you know, my group and all of this. Um, or, or I could uh, just not do the show at all. I could decide, you know what? There's no point in doing the show. I'm not going to get a large audience anywhere else I go, so why even bother? Well, you know, it's interesting, and I sort of – I am a lawyer, actually. Um, thanks for asking. And, and this is actually uh, a group uh, that I do on Facebook for lawyers learning emotional intelligence. Um, and so this is not typically the way I run – oh, thank you for the hearts. This is not, you know, typically the way I run this. Um, but I did want to come on because we were going to be talking about a book that discusses adapting and embracing change. And today is obviously a day of, you know, massive change when you have a Facebook show because Facebook is down. Anyway, um, and so can I learn even though I'm not a lawyer? Of course you can. Of course. Um, and so uh, as I was saying – uh, and, and yeah, emotional intelligence principles apply to everyone, even if you're not a lawyer, a layperson uh, can um, can learn these principles, and I think anyone can. So, you know, you you basically have a range of emotions on a day like today that you can have. You can be very angry. Uh, you can decide, well, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to, um, I'm just not have the show. Just forget it. I'm going to go pick up my kid and do something else for the day. Um, but I really decided um, to do sort of um, uh, a, a discussion on Periscope because I wanted to see what sort of uh, folks were out there on Periscope uh, to see, you know, if there are any other attorneys out there, anyone who is interested in emotional intelligence principles. Um, I also do a, a podcast, which is a lawyer lifestyle podcast, um, and I typically use the audio from this program to populate that podcast on Thursday. So I may or may not do that depending on how this goes. Um, but anyway, so what Who Moved My Cheese talk what who 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 moved my cheese talks about and what uh, emotional intelligence 2.0 talks about is sort of this that you get to decide what your response is. And I thought today would be a, just a great example of 
just coming on the air, going using a different platform, and showing what an emotional intelligent person can do. Now, I don't claim to be an expert in emotional intelligence. I'm on the journey just like everyone else. Um, but I did want to, um, I did want to come on and see and have a, a little bit of a discussion as to what this means uh, for people who have Facebook shows. Um, you know, w what can you do? So what Emotional Intelligence 2.0 talks about is um, you basically, ahead of time, prepare for something like this. Let's just, and this isn't my case because I don't have a very big audience at this moment, but if I had a very big audience, I would definitely need to prepare in advance in terms of if something like this were to happen to my show. Because uh, typically there would be, you know, sponsorships or there would be sort of a lot of people who would be depending on it. And so you don't want to be um, in this situation if you have a huge show and you're depending on one platform. So hopefully, um, as Gary Vee talks about and a lot of other people have talked about, is you certainly want to have abil the ability to broadcast on several different platforms. So you can say on, you know, every night, well, we're live on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, I don't know what what other platforms you can go live on. I'm sure there are more. Meerkat, is Meerkat still a thing? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, I certainly uh, would be on all of those if I had a really big show and I you know had a lot of people depending on on this. Um, I don't have that right now. I'm hoping to build it um, again. If you're uh, watching this and you're really interested in emotional intelligence, after Facebook goes back up, Facebook.com slash lawyers eq that's the lawyers emotional intelligence book club so i don't know what other uh, folks are doing um i um in terms of you know broadcasting i know that you know i follow a few um youtube channels who also broadcast on um other platforms and that's certainly something that that i would do um have a you know a much you know bigger catalog of platforms and um all of that stuff if uh if I had that big of an audience, uh, which hopefully I will, you know, year down the line, um, that it becomes uh, a problem if Facebook doesn't work. Um, but anyway, I hope everyone is having a great night. Um, basically, uh, I think that's probably all that I wanted to talk about just to see, just to pop on. Hope everyone is having a, a really great night despite Facebook being down. I know uh, Periscope uh, still has a pretty vibrant uh, community. Um, I don't, you know, I use Twitter a lot. I used to do this broadcast specifically on Periscope, um, but for various reasons decided to switch over to Facebook. And I think the reason was I really thought Facebook would give me a better ability to grow a community by having a Facebook page. Um, I can't, you can't really have a, a page, um, on, um, Twitter, but, um, you know, just wanted to, to hang out, say hello. Uh, hope, hope everyone is having, um, a really great night. Uh, just remember that, um, you know, emotional intelligence principles are extremely important for any person, not even just lawyers.
um, because it's 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 vitally important that we learn to manage our own emotions because all of us deal with stress in our life. We deal with stress on 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 a daily basis, pretty much, um, a, an hourly basis, a minute to minute basis. It was interesting. I was listening to a podcast, and the, it was a do British doctor by the name of Doctor Chatterjee, and he has a new book coming out, which I ho I'm hoping to use for the book club in a couple of weeks uh, when we get to the uh, when we get to the stress part of uh, of this book club. Um, and he talks about like micro stresses, things about you know like micro stresses that occur even like as you're waking up. So you know, and, and it all can get micro stresses that lead to a uh, to your stress tolerance. You're getting to that tolerance. So things like you know your alarm goes off. That's a stressor. And then you you know hit the 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 uh, mute button, not the mute button, whatever it's called, um, and you know you're essentially uh, you're waking up again like five minutes later, and then you're hitting it again, and then you're waking up again, and all of that kind of stuff. And then you you know when you finally decide to get up, you look at your uh, phone, and you have all sorts of maybe text messages that that are annoying, emails from work that you know you really don't want to see. And it's also all of these little stresses that occur even before you even get up, right? And so what he talks about is how to eliminate those micro stresses. And, I, you know, there are certain strategies that I'm hoping to learn. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, Grant Cardone says social media influencers need to pick up the phone on a day, day like this. I mean, I think that's definitely true. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so what emotional intelligence teaches you is that you're able to, you're able to, to when, the, when the stressors hit you, when you have stress in your life, you're able to respond in a way that's most appropriate for the situation. Because you you have um, you have resilience, you have mindfulness. Um, you're able to just take your emotions, and um, uh, they're not, as they say, you know, jerking you around. Like you're able to like take the, have the stresses hit you, but you're able to respond in what, whatever way that you think is appropriate. You know, a typical way when stress comes at you might be to, and it's different for every person. Stress hits you and you might get angry. Stress hits you, you might get sad. You might get withdrawn. Um, but you can really, when you, that stress hits you, you can decide if you're an emotionally intelligent person and you have those skills um, at your ready. So, okay. So that's that's enough from, from that. And, you know, I'll end on the Grant Cardone point, which is, you know, on a day like today, uh, you got to have, when Facebook goes down, you got to have other skills. So, you know, Grant Cardone's this, you know, salesman. Um, he's very into sort of sales training, phone training, especially when you're, uh, you know, knocking on doors, calling prospects, you know, making sure that, that your uh, sales get made, that you make enough phone calls. Um, on a day like this, when Facebook goes down and you're not able to message people and you're not able to post on your page, you're not able to run your Facebook ads. Um, what else can you do? An emotionally intelligent person has already planned for this 
and they've already said, okay, well, there's a million things I could do. I could I could pick up the phone and I could call clients. Um, I, I have a list of potential clients that I could call. Um, I could go on um, on Periscope and talk to people um, just as good as I could on Facebook. Now, the, the community is going to be a little bit different because you know, maybe I have a community already set up on Facebook through my page and that sort of thing. But I can come on to Periscope and I can you know, have a great conversation with people online just as much as I would um, on Facebook. So I could talk about law. I could talk about uh, my Emotional Intelligence Book Club. I can talk about the environment. I could talk about any number of things. Um, And so anyway, enough of my ranting, enough of my uh, going on and on. Um, I appreciate you tuning in to this impromptu Periscope talk. Hope all of you are doing really well. And I will talk to you all again really soon. Have a great night. And remember that emotional intelligence skills is something all of us can learn. And I hope that you join me on the next Lawyers Emotional Intelligence Book Club, 7 p.m. Central, Wednesday night, facebook.com slash lawyerseq. Hope to see you uh, join me. Next Wednesday, hopefully Facebook will be working next week. I don't know. People are are, are just joining uh, the feed now. Um, hi everybody. Um, basically, this is a, sort of an impromptu uh, talk uh, because my you know Facebook is down. My feed typically is on Facebook. Hello, um, and um, I don't know. You know, if if y'all are t- are y'all typically on uh, Periscope or Twitter, or are you also sort of refugees? Um, from Facebook. Probably Twitter people. Probably Periscope people, right? Yeah, I bet that's right. Um, Cool. All right. Well, have a great night, everybody. I'm going to sign off, and I will talk to you guys soon, and see you next... Oh, it's better to share scope with the followers yeah that's probably true you probably have a better i guess it depends on where your uh where your followers are um i guess i mean like so i'm a, I, i'm an older person i'm 40 um and so i t- my all of my friends are typically on facebook although i have a separate yeah it depends on the audience yeah so i have a separate sort of i have a couple of separate business facebook pages and um, I have like I have a lot of friends on Facebook and who that skew a little bit older. Although my message for this uh, emotional intelligence book club skews a little bit younger. But anyway, I, I tend to get a lot uh, to uh, get a lot more people who see my posts if I share them to my personal Facebook page. Um, oh, okay, great. So I mean, you're, it's probably the same thing, right? You have a ton of people on Facebook that you know. Um, Twitter is a little more, I don't know, more anonymous, a little less personal. Um, and so, you know, and, and this broadcast was originally, I originally, um, I don't, didn't have social media. Okay. Um, you know, I, this, um, I did usually, usually did this club on Periscope. That's where I initially started and then moved over to Facebook because I wanted to sort of build a, a bigger community within my friend group that I already had online. Um, so I found that it was much easier 
to sort of migrate to uh, a Facebook page. Um, although I have to say, what I'm finding on Facebook is it, it's a lot harder uh, for people to see your stuff because of the algorithm. Um, I don't know if you're finding sort of the same thing, but I'm really finding that um, it, it, even though I'm, I may be posting a lot, people don't necessarily see it because of the algorithm. So I have like you know over 100, 100 people in my Facebook group, but there's hardly any engagement at this point in time. And I know, you know, Gary Vee, I have to <laughs> buy Facebook ads and that sort of thing. I totally get that. And I probably will down the line. Um, but... Anyway, so, you know, Twitter is very good if you just want to pump out information. You're hoping to get people um, on to your feed that, um, you know, are searching hashtags and the like. I've also found a bigger audience on Instagram as well. Even though I have far less uh, followers on Instagram, it, I feel like I get much higher engagement through um uh, through my Instagram posts than I do for, uh, even my Facebook pages. So, you know, I, I think if I had my druthers tonight, I would not be on Periscope. I probably would be on Instagram. I probably would go live on Instagram TV, um, IGTV or whatever it is, uh, because I typically get a higher rate of engagement on my Instagram posts than I do for, anything that I do on Facebook. Um, and I think that's just because of the algorithm or whatever. Um, and maybe there are less people on Instagram. And so they're more apt to like your stuff and they want you to follow back. And that's why they follow you. A lot of, you know, a lot of social media games get played um, in that regard. So, um, uh, you know, so that's why I'm here because Facebook is down. Um, and so I wanted to bring at least some, some of my emotional intelligence, uh, message, um, somewhere. Um, thanks for, thanks for joining me. The nice thing about Periscope that is not true on Facebook typically is you get a lot of people who, um, you don't know them. They don't know you. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter are good for advertising. And I, you know, I've done a very minimal amount of uh, Facebook advertising. Um, I've done zero Twitter uh, ads and I've done zero Instagram ads. I'm basically, you know, getting this um, book club off the ground again. I started, I had maybe 10 episodes and then, you know, took, took a break, wanted to sort of reevaluate, you know, what was going on. And now I'm back. Um, I also have a podcast, which is which is actually doing surprisingly better than anything that I've ever done on video. And I don't know if it's just sort of the medium where uh, people are um, just more apt to listen to podcasts. I do a very short podcast. It's called the Lawyer Lifestyle Podcast. It deals with marketing, sales, and leadership principles. I basically use um, like a textbook and um, I basically riff off of that basically give a, a, a legal spin to uh, what the message is in the book. So um, right now uh, we're discussing John Maxwell's Leadership, which is his brand new book. Uh, we just got done with Grant Cardone's If You're Not First or Last. Um, we've done a lot of, a lot of other books as well. Um, so 
the podcast medium has been very, very, very good to me, as Sammy Sosa would say. Um, uh, better to me even than video. But, you know, I don't have, I don't really have the setup for video. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not, don't have anything fancy. I'm using my computer typically for the Facebook. Right now I'm just using my phone. So hopefully everyone, hopefully the audio is pretty good. You listen to podcasts too. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great way to get information in sort of a bite-sized point of view. Um, and there's no, I mean, the, the only, you can give feedback if you want by, you know, rating and reviewing, um, it's a very passive medium, so you can do it at any time. You can do it while you're, you know, cutting the grass, doing homework, uh, working, driving in the car. It's really hard to do all of that, you know, for video because typically I work in the IT field, but I have a BS and LLM in law as well. Oh, great. Excellent. So do you work, I wonder if you work in a law firm or in a company, and if you ever practiced, that would be an interesting question as well. I mean, there are a lot of people who, you know, go to law school for various reasons, and you know, decide for one uh, one reason or another to. I was working in law firm overseas. Really interesting. Where where at overseas? Like Asia or England? Curious. Yeah, a lot of people end up. I mean, it's funny because IT is, uh, you know, again, I so my I teach emotional intelligence. A part of that is sort of adapting to change, and um, I was practicing international law. Very cool. Um, that's awesome in Europe. Wonderful, and and so you know what I preach all the time is making sure that people understand or that you're keeping up with the change in, te in, te in technology. Because, you know, when I went to uh, undergrad, uh, when I graduated from undergrad 19 years ago, yeah, podcasting is great. When I went to undergrad 19 years ago, uh, the technology was so, so much different. I mean, like, we didn't even really have, I mean, I think Facebook existed, but it's not something that was really widely... Um, widely known about um, in 2000 or before that. And I took a computer science class that, I mean, is essentially meaningless right now. When I went to law school, graduated in 2003, our, uh, you know, it was interesting because, like, we were being taught uh, legal research on the computer, but it really wasn't, it was, it, like, they knew that that was going to be the thing, that you know that it, people were going to do legal research on computers on Lexus and Westlaw, and that we they did teach us that, but they also had you know the big law library, and they definitely um, still taught us how to use books to do research, how to you know, you, I don't even remember frankly a lot of it. I know that you had to go to this like area to like shepherdize cases, which. For those of you who who on and you don't know what shepherdizing means, it's just it essentially is um, a way to find out whether your case is still good law, whether it was overturned by the Supreme Court, and that sort of thing. And you used to have to go to like the, these books to try to figure that out. 
Um, nowadays, it's just a click of a button on Lexus or Westlaw, and it, it brings you right there. So um, it, technology has really, really changed. And being in IT, that's a really cool thing because um, you're probably more, much more on the cutting edge of technology than I am. Um, any than most law firms because, you know, most law firms, you know, they, they typically are not uh, interested in a lot of change. They don't, you know, not interested in new technology. They're not interested in, um, you know, things that are, are, are going to dramatically change the way that they do business. Oh, hello. I'm actually from Chicago as well. Good to see you. Um, we're, I'm, just basically talking about uh, emotional intelligence and um, uh, being a lawyer. I'm a lawyer from Chicago as well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, law firms are, are typically not really interested in, um, you know, ch really changing technologies because they don't want to spend the money on it. They have a, a, a billable hour process where their clients are paying. Um, and so a lot of a lot of law firms, especially smaller law firms, are not really interested in, in doing that. My, my firm is pretty good in technology. Um, a lot of the bigger firms are are great um, in technology because you know the the clients expect it and demand it. They also have much higher billable hour rates. You know they're charging you know eight hundred nine hundred dollars an hour. Some of these partners uh, f uh, for uh, their legal work, and so you know the clients demand a very top notch, uh, technologically sound practice. Uh, but for smaller attorneys. Smaller, smaller firm attorneys who are not necessarily, um, uh, they don't really have the money or whatever. They're just, they're just trying to stay afloat. So they're not really into technology. But you really, even if if you're a, a solo attorney or your attorney at, at at sort of the biggest international law firm, I think you still need to be. Uh, very familiar with uh, changing the change in technologies, you know, like blockchain, uh, for example. You know, you hear about that all the time, and people don't really understand what that means. And there are a lot of people sort of on the cutting edge of, of blockchain. Um, and, you know, that it can it has developed into an actual legal practice because there are so few people who actually understand how that works. So, anyway, hope. I hope this has been a little bit entertaining. Um, hope uh, it's it's been really great uh, talking to you all. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else, uh, anything that you want to know uh, about you know me being a lawyer or about law practice. I probably have about you know ten minutes um, before I have to go. It is a decentralized system. You're talking about law firms being a decentralized system or, or law in general? Actually, this is kind of fun. I have to say, I, I, I typically do not, you know, just turn on the camera and go live and talk to people. This is actually fun to have a little bit of, of interaction and questions. And I might actually do this, um, you know... Maybe one night a week, just go on and see who's on and chat and see how it goes. I mean, I can't give legal advice on, on Periscope, um, but certainly... Um, oh, blockchain, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, blockchain is a very... And it's actually, you know, something, even though I just, like, went on... Ooh, I went on about it for, you know, five minutes. 
Um, I need it's something that I need to learn more about um, because it's, it, like I said, it's something like, oh, you know that there's blockchain and you know that that it's associated with Bitcoin, but that's basically all that people know. That's pretty much what I know. <laughs> so it's something that I need to 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 get a little bit better at as well. So, but anyway, yeah, I mean, this is this has been really great uh, seeing people pop pop in and out of the of the live feed. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll just come on and, uh, answer questions, have a little bit of a topic. It's good to have you here. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I typically don't just, just pop on, um, and do this cause I usually have, can you scope more often? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I mean, I haven't, I haven't used Periscope in gosh, years, probably two, three years is when the last time I went on Periscope and. It was, a, it was a little more of a structured format, and maybe I'll, I will just you know pop on and maybe have a you know a brief outline of something to say and talk about legal practice. I could do that actually. Um, yeah, I can do that. I think that would be fun actually. I appreciate appreciate your comment. Um. So. Well, what else can I what else can I talk about? Answer questions. Sort of fascinating, fascinated to hear about, um, you know, others other legal practice, especially in Europe, because um, the practice in America uh, is so much different than, um, as I understand it, a lot more different, a lot different than what you know the way law is practiced in in Europe. Um, I know that there's been a lot of you know Brexit talk um, in the UK today and uh you know the facebook and instagram stuff is interesting as well what type of law are you practicing so um i practice in primarily in three areas um my firm is uh i work at a firm called picard and abramson which is mostly known as a construction firm so um i hello um so what that means is you know i'm representing primarily um, large contractors like general contractors, uh, subcontractors and the like. Um, where can I use my computer knowledge? Applying for a job for immigrants is difficult. Um, you know, that's a very good question. I, it, it's funny because, um, I would have thought that, uh, people are really looking for, uh, you know, those that can, um, use, use computer, especially if you're like, uh, you know, programmer or something like that. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big Dave Ramsey person. I don't know if you all know Dave Ramsey. He's a tele radio host. Um, he talks a lot about like getting out of debt. I actually use this program to to um, get out of uh, you know probably about a hundred thousand dollars in student loan, credit card, car payment loans, and that sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, he's always looking for people uh, who need computers. I mean, I don't know if you want to live in Nashville. I don't know where you're from. Uh, but anyway, so I was saying, so I represent, so that's kind of the uh, construction side of my practice, which is, um, you know, representing, you know, large, larger contractors. And we do things like, you know, uh, uh, contract negotiations and then, um just a general uh, compliance practice. So if, if they have questions about sort of environmental law or, uh, you know, employment issues, then they'll, they'll come in and, and hire us. 
Um, we also do a fair amount of like breach of contract cases or mechanics liens cases. Mechanics liens are essentially where a contractor does work on someone's property, and then they um, uh, and they don't pay. Then you can place what's called a mechanics lien on on their property, and so they won't be able to essentially sell their property without having get, without getting the lien removed. Or you can foreclose on the lien. Which essentially means, you know, at the end of the day, that they might have to sell their property in order to pay off the lien, um, and so that's, you know, mechanics lien work. But a lot of it is sort of breach of contract. Um, you know, like we did the work, you didn't pay. Then they say, well, actually, you didn't do the work up to specifications, therefore we don't have to pay you. That sort of thing. Um, and then we do a fair amount of personal injury uh, defense work. So where you know, construction worker gets hurt on the job. Then we would defend the construction company um, to fend off that personal injury uh, case. Um, I also do some environmental law, which uh, means um, you know anything having to do with uh, environmental contamination, so clean clean air, clean water, um, uh, any sort of like um, releases of of, of uh, chemicals, hazardous waste, all of that stuff. Typically, I, I represent uh, businesses um, who are uh, being uh, enforced against by the government, or I do a lot of mergers and acquisitions with um, environmental components. I do uh, do some representation of individuals who have had their land polluted by companies, and then typically I'm negotiating um, some cleanup of, of the property as well. So I do sort of both sides um, of environmental. And then I do a lot of just general commercial litigation, which basically means uh, business disputes. So again, breach of contract cases, fraud cases, breach of fiduciary duty, which basically means, you know, like one company stealing an employee away from, from that company and then, you know, they're competing against you. So you might have a lawsuit based on that as well. So... You know, that's a lot of, I do practice in a lot of different areas. Um, we have, um, our firm is about 100 lawyers nationwide, and we have a smaller office in Chicago, so I do uh, just a variety of things. Um, but, yeah, that's my that's my practice. Um, it's, oh, the first day on Periscope. Well, welcome. I don't know if you came over from the uh, Facebook Live, Facebook Down scenario. That's That's what I'm doing here. And um, actually, I, I probably will will pop on, um, you know, maybe you know every week to uh, just discuss a couple of legal topics and see if anyone is interested in, you know, further discussion. So um, hopefully you found this entertaining in some way, um, you know, a little bit useful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I what I'm really interested in, uh, other than sort of the straight, um, you know, legal analysis, is um, how lawyers and really anyone can use emotional intelligence principles to um, uh, to help themselves. Because I don't know if you all know this, uh, but uh, lawyers have a higher above average rate of um, depression and suicide and substance abuse and it's typically I mean I think there's a lot of causes for it one being um, you know just sort of like the a type yeah it's like I and I think part of it is 
you know, like the A-type personality, people who are very, like, perfectionist. And, again, it's not like, you know, we're not set up in our in our brains to adapt to change, which is ironic because change happens all the time in our profession. And I'm not even talking about sort of, like, the broader global economic um, changes that have occurred. I'm talking about sort of, like, the day-to-day practice of law because change happens, like, you know, every day in a case or could happen every day in a case you get, you know, you're filing, you you know, you, you, you're, you think your case is going one way and then your judge changes because your judge retires and you get someone brand new who actually, you know, doesn't like your client. Whereas the, the other old judge uh, or the previous judge, you know, really liked your client. Um, or, you know, you think your case is going well and your, and then the opposing side files a motion that you didn't expect. Um, or the law changes because Supreme Court comes down with a decision, or you know you're taking a deposition and then your client says something really bizarre to really hurt your case. So if anything, the 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 biggest thing that lawyers need to deal with is change, day to day change, and um, for some reason lawyers are not many lawyers are not set up to deal with that change. And I think also, I bet you have a lot of cases in every uh, and every day dealing with challenges. Yeah, I mean it is it is very challenging um, being an attorney. Um, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, you know, uh, there's a tremendous amount of pressure. I think, and it's mostly because, you know, especially if you have an individual as a client, you take that case many lawyers take the cases very like personally which is a really great thing because you really want to see you want to see your client succeed you know usually you know if they they've been injured in some way especially if you have like a uh, personal injury case where you have someone who was really injured you know by you know through an accident or you know like a medical malpractice case or something like that where you know, or I mean, think about like I'm not a criminal attorney, but I can only imagine def- uh, criminal defense attorneys. Uh, my cases are are primarily civil. Um, I really don't do many criminal cases at all. Um, I do have there's a partner in our office that does. Um, he actually was prosecutor and now does some uh, criminal defense cases, um, but I can only imagine like what that's like. A tremendous amount of pressure when you have essentially your client's you know life in your in your hands or the life is on the line because you know they could go to jail for a long time. I mean, I, I don't even want to talk about death penalty cases because I can only imagine what that stress is like. But there's like a just a tremendous amount of pressure, I think, to uh, to succeed and do well. And unfortunately, you're legal skills can only take you so far because yeah you can know the law yeah you can know the facts and you can help your witnesses to um you know testify in a certain way that would be helpful you know i'm not talking about like making up testimony i'm just talking about you know preparing a witness to testify in a way that would be you know very presentable to a judge and jury but oftentimes 
there's so much stuff that is completely out of your control. You don't know what a judge is going to do. You don't know what a jury is going to do. I mean, we tell clients all the time, you know, there are no guarantees in litigation. I'm, I have a bird. My battery's dying. And I also need to go pick up my kid. Um, but yeah, uh, are you guys hiring assistants or paralegals or someone in reception? I'm not asking for myself. You know, I don't think we are. Um, but if you uh, want to hit me up on my DM and send me uh, your contact information, I certainly can um, can inquire for you. Um, I mean, I think we could always use help. Um, I don't know if we're looking right now. But, yeah, send me a DM. I'd love to uh, connect with you offline. But, uh, yeah, so I think there's a, just a tremendous amount of pressure. And so I think that's why we have a, you know, higher than average um, in, incidence of, you know, depression, substance abuse, suicide. And, uh, and a lot of it is because we don't, you know, law school doesn't teach you these sort of emotional intelligence skills. They don't teach you to have resilience. They don't teach you how to deal with stress, even though law school is pretty stressful in itself. Um, you know, they don't really teach you that. I mean, I think some law schools are now doing that. Like some law schools have like psychiatrists on duty, therapists on duty, but they don't. Yeah, I mean, my, my law school didn't, and nothing against my law school. I mean, no one does. Uh, but I think, you know, to me... I think it's it's one of the the biggest things that I think we need to start teaching people. I remember when I came back, uh, work as a detective. Um, yeah, I, you know, and then you know, part of you know another reason why, you know, I'm dealing with uh, law school did not teach you how to how to handle stress. No, it didn't, and law school is stressful. And, you know, I, I understand, you know, part of it is, um, I think back in the, back in the old days, like 20 years ago, people thought that it was, do you remember your face day in the court, your first day in court? You know, I, I do, um, it was a very sort of odd feeling and in, in Illinois, uh, state court is far different from federal court, and I'm sure that's true everywhere. Um, my first day was in federal court, and it was sort of a was a large, you know, toxic tort case. Oh no, no, no that's okay, no worries. Um, uh, sort of a toxic tort case where you know there were a ton of attorneys, so I didn't really have to do much um, except you know show up and say my name and where I was from and that sort of thing. Um, but it, it was fun. I mean, I have to say. Going to court is, uh, it is a study in, uh, you know, whether you're emotionally intelligent or not, because, and, and you having those skills is extremely important because, uh, you can go into court one day and your judge can just be totally ticked off, not at you, but maybe it's personal reason, maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, the, the case that they had heard just before you. Um, and so, you know, come, walking in there, not knowing what to expect, um, is certainly, uh, it's, it's a little nerve wracking at times, but, um, anyway, 
I got to go, but it was really great talking to all of you. I think I am going to do uh, a few of these uh, Periscope uh, Lives. I guess it's just called Periscope, not Periscope Live. I mean, I'll do a couple of these Periscopes, you know, once a week or whatever, and would love to, uh, you know, take questions about, you know, being a lawyer, about uh, the legal industry, any any sort of questions you might have. So anyway, um, so I'm going to go uh, two things if you're – if you're interested in emotional intelligence skills, once Facebook goes back up, um, I my uh, page is facebook.com slash lawyers EQ. EQ stands for emotional intelligence, um, lawyers EQ. Um, and then my podcast is um, uh, the Lawyer Lifestyle Podcast. So if you're interested in uh, listening to uh, you know marketing, sales, and leadership from a legal point of view, tune into that as well. So I got to go, got to go pick up my kid, but it was really great talking to all of you. Have a great night.